Welcome to QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. This is May. And I'm Joy. For more information about our podcast, monthly newsletter, or author resource series, visit us at QWERTYWritingLife.com. That's QWERTY, spelled Q-W-E-R-T-Y. It's the first six letters on your keyboard. So, are you ready? Grab your tea. Or your coffee. And let's chat. Hello, everyone. It's another week. Hello and welcome. Today, we're going to be talking about realistic creatives and how to be one. It's the third in our realistic creative series. But before we do that, let's talk about our creative weeks. So, Joy, what did you do? Well, I have finished up my client's first edit, which is a lot of fun. Um, And now I'm switching gears to working on my own stuff again. So, I feel like that ties in really well with this whole realistic creative thing, you know, because I have the the editor side and I have my work side and they do have to balance. And sometimes I have to be realistic about one thing or the other. So, um, yeah, I just feel like that kind of fit pretty well with tonight's topic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what about you? Tell me about your creative week. My creative week, actually, I did a lot of consuming this this week of stories. So that's always great. <laughs> yeah, I was in my car a lot, so I had to drive to Atlanta and back. Um, and I, my parents got sick, so they're not like COVID sick or anything. But they did have secondary pneumonia, and they had complications from that. And they did have COVID, but and the secondary pneumonia is a result of their low immune systems and their lung capacity and everything from the stint with COVID. But they are on the mend. They just didn't have anybody to help them for for the week that I went up there. And so I got to take off work and go be their caretaker for a little while. And that was actually an interesting, I've never done that before. And being a caretaker is no joke, man. Who, If you're a caretaker out there and you're living your life and you're taking care of an adult or someone else in an all-day capacity, man, kudos to you. You know, and we and all the good thoughts and vibes and prayers go to you guys. So I didn't do a lot of creating, but I did a lot of consuming. So I listened to an audio book on the way up there, and it was called The Bird and the Sword. I had already read this one before, but I'm a rereader, like a comfort rereader. If there is a story that I know that I love and know that I'm going to get some like good feelings from in stressful times and emotional times, I will reread it. It's true. So this was one of those times. So The Bird and the Sword, I listened to the audiobook. It's a fabulous audiobook. The story just hit me at a time. It brought me back to the time that I first read it. And it was just what I needed at that moment. And it was just what I needed at this moment, too. And I had almost forgotten a lot of the story and, um, and just only held on to the emotions and the nostalgia and everything to that. So now I remember all the story to put with the emotions and it was just a really nice thing to do. I also read um, an ebook called Accidental Text by Becky Monson. That's M-O-N-S-O-N. And this was a surprising book for me too because it was um, it was labeled as a romantic comedy and it actually had some heavy notes in there. So kind of like hitting that women's fiction slash romantic comedies, you know, line, a bit of, a bit of merging there, I think, but it was an excellent read. It was something that I had not 
it was fresh. It kind of, the idea of it was really fresh. I'm thinking occupations were, were things that you don't really see a lot in the in books too. So like her, the main character, the female main character's family owns a car wrapping company, like a vinyl car wrapping company. That's it was cool. just, you know, there were some cool details in there that I had not ever thought of before, you know, as far as things that you would need in order to have a car wrapping company. <laughs> so. But more than that, too, like, I really enjoyed the character development on the male and the female side of it and the family side as well. Mm-hmm. So, and I assume I consumed those stories. Well, I was gone. And another one that I didn't really love, so I'm not going to talk about it. I don't talk about the ones I don't love. So. Yeah. We'll, just, we'll just put those over here. It doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> so, that is the situation. And I have a little timer going on right now on my phone. So, if you see me looking down a little bit on YouTube, I found an auction that has a purple... <laughs> typewriter like old school typewriter <laughs> it's a smith corona and i want to bid on it in a few minutes so i don't want to miss it y'all this is going to be so exciting i feel like we so i'm all up in this with her now because i'm like well we have to get the typewriter so now you're in this with us too so you're gonna have to just watch to the end to see if she actually gets this thing that's true and if you if you want when we get closer to the end of it i'll show you the picture of the purple typewriter and we'll let you know if i win (laughs) so there's like 24 minutes i don't know i gotta refresh that's the thing it doesn't count with you no there's 19 minutes there's 19 minutes left so okay yeah and oh my gosh it just went up to 51 (gasps) dollars Oh my word. I told you. I told you. I, I was gonna know. Have... I know. I know too. So, okay. So, maybe I should go ahead and bid. Do you think I should? Because there's I 19. Think you should left. wait five more minutes. Five more minutes? Oh, it's painful. Okay. No, but there are clearly people watching. Yes, sniper, snipers. Are. What did they call people? Like the. Because, you know, I don't I'm know, but I think like, snipers is perfect. <laughs> then there's like lurkers, but that's like. When you go to a casino and you remember the Friends episode and Phoebe, she's like, she's a lurker anyway. (laughs) No, there are people who are probably like, I'm going to get this for cheap. (laughs) Okay, so I have a small, a very small collection of typewriters. And I did get a Smith Corona from a thrift store, but they were keys that were separated from, you know, from their me- mechanisms that make them work. <laughs> so, oh, gotcha. What is that? <laughs> the little key movie thingy. That's okay. the technical term. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay. okay, here we go. So this is like the Goodwill auction. This is bad news, guys. So thrift stores. <laughs> I really enjoy thrift stores. And I, it's like a come and go kind of thing that happens. And uh, and I rediscovered it while I was in Georgia with my parents. I was like, Goodwill auction online. This is insane. So and, and, and you, we, nobody knows. Like, it's a risk, right? Because you don't know if it's going to work or if it's not going to work or whatever. But also, it's a purple typewriter. <laughs> my favorite <laughs> have you looked to see like how much this particular typewriter is worth 
it's worth it's it's worth it to me. <laughs> no, like I mean, like seriously. I know I haven't like, looked at it. Could it could be like some special edition or whatever that's like worth I'm not seeing I'm not seeing another one. I know. Some turd knocker is on my <laughs> auction. <laughs> I've been watching this for like seven days. It's been like a part of my life. <laughs> Oh my gosh. There's 11 minutes left. <laughs> Let me check my bank account. <laughs> All right. If it goes higher than that, I'll just put on there, and there's just no way I can do it. Yeah. It's not meant for me. So while we wait to see if May will soon own a purple Smith Corona 1949. Typewriter. <laughs> Let's talk about how to be a realistic creative. <laughs> so in our last two episodes, we took this concept of being a realistic creative and examined what that might look like. So how should a realistic creative act and how should they not act? To round out this brief series, we wanted to take what we learned and answer a final like practical question. How can we alter our mindset to be one without wrecking our dreamer status? Because that's really important to Joanna. To best answer this question, we have to get active. Altering our mindset and adjusting who we are and how we act as creatives cannot be done passively. It requires some of those strong verbs writers are very fond of. That's right. Cross out those B verbs. <laughs> exactly. I've been doing that a little bit lately. <laughs> mm, editing's fun, right? <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> so our first action step was inspired by some Bible teachings and rounded out by life examples that we've witnessed. So to get us on the path to becoming realistic creatives, we need to put off certain characteristics and habits. But anytime we put something off, we have to put something on. Now, hopping ahead, this first step simply reiterates the first two episodes of who realistic creatives are and who they aren't. But first, the inspiration behind this is Ephesians 4. It talks about putting off the old man and putting on the new man. So this is a concept that's fleshed out so much more in other passages throughout the Bible. But basically, we need to put off sin and sinful characteristics like pride, lust, hate, etc., but that's not the end of the commands. In the very next breath, we're commanded to put on attributes that are like Jesus. So humility, purity, love, compassion, things like that. When we put something away or we get rid of a vice, for example, we naturally, though usually subconsciously, <laughs> seek to replace it with something. Um, if we don't consciously choose the right thing to replace it with, we could actually end up in a similar boat to how we were before. So I think a great example of this is in recovering alcoholics. So pretty much every person who puts away alcohol from his or her life chooses to replace it with something in order to not drift back to the bottle. Um, some become workaholics, some become fitness obsessed, but not all develop new obsessions necessarily. Like they don't necessarily become a bad thing, um, but they're going to find something to replace the alcohol with, to just kind of 
put in that place of, like I said, that bottle. Uh, another example is people who quit smoking sometimes replace cigarettes with gum or toothpicks or something like that. It's just how we're wired. And God knew that. So hence the put all, put on concept. Yeah, we hear this concept as well in books and, and other like podcasts and motivational speakers when they talk about habits and habit forming and that sort of thing. They'll talk about like evaluating your behaviors and trying to figure out what there, what triggers there are for certain behaviors that you don't want to keep in your life. And we didn't make those. A lot of times we didn't make those consciously. It just came up and subconsciously by not making a decision, we have made a decision, that kind of thing. So, um, so when you recognize the behavior that you want to change, then you have to recognize like what triggers that behavior and then put a different action once that trigger happens. And so it's something that you have to do really consciously at first. Um, so for example, if I get frustrated, um, with my kids. And that's the trigger for me to go to the refrigerator and grab that bar of chocolate because yes, sometimes it's good to have the chocolate in the refrigerator. It just tastes better that way. So, <laughs> well, if you decide that you want to change that habit every time you're triggered for that particular thing, then maybe you go get a banana or something like consciously getting something that's a little bit more healthy, a little bit different than what you did before. And, and that's a kind of simple way of kind of slowly changing habits and, and thoughts and, and mindsets and all of these things that we're talking about here. And I think that that's even like biblical. It kind of follows along with that Ephesians 4 that you were talking about, replacing something that you don't want to be with something that you do want to be. So like we saw in the last episode, there are certain things that realistic creatives will not have. So have you cast off being demanding or assuming or unprofessional or a quitter? All those things that we talked about in the last episode. Um, have you pushed those things aside? And if so, be sure you go back to the first episode and put on the trait for the realistic creative. So you're putting on the things that realistic creatives are. They're persistent in their craft persistent in pursuing their business goals. They're realistic about the time that they have to devote to their dream. They're realistic about their production schedule, creative, um, creative in business as well as in art. So those, those realistic creatives are creative in business as well as in art and they're patient and they're organized and prioritized. So if you find yourself being demanding when that trigger hits, Hmm, maybe, <laughs> maybe you replace that with a deep breath and then you, you, you look at being something different. So if you're, if you find yourself in a position to where you feel as if you need to be demanding, maybe you cast that off and try to put on patience yeah. instead, just as an example. Yeah, that's a good example. So for more details on each of these traits, be sure to listen back to those first two episodes if you haven't already. Um, but we really just wanted to emphasize that it's not enough to simply stop being unprofessional and demanding. For example, you also have to be professional and persistent in a patient way. So the next action we would encourage you to take is to exercise flexibility. I'm so bad at that. <laughs> <laughs> 
But it's so true. Like, you definitely have to exercise flexibility. And you've heard us say this so many times in many different ways. But to be a creative and to avoid frustration, it requires us to embrace change and to be flexible, to understand that things may not always be the same all the time. And life happens. And and things happen that are completely out of your control. Hurricanes happen. Um, yeah, they do. School projects happen, you know. Um, things that you just don't expect in your full-time job happen. Think children get sick. Things things change. Things get canceled, et cetera, et cetera. Pandemics happen. <laughs> there was that. There, there was that. that. Let's not forget. Um <laughs> So, yeah, exercising flexibility and understanding and grace is huge. Yeah. So how can we exercise flexibility, though? That might be maybe a different way to think about it. Um, But one thing that comes to my mind is running through potential scenarios. Now, I do this and I have done this in my business. But now, here's something that I'm thinking through. If a hurricane comes and I have to evacuate, what tools do I need to bring? Where can I go and still work? If I don't evacuate, house. yes, that's true. I can. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't evacuate, though, how will I ju- adjust my publication schedule due to loss of power, internet? Thinking through these crazy what ifs now can allow us to develop plans and protocols ahead of time instead of in the eye of a storm <laughs> and to work through multiple solutions without stress or under duress. And so this really is something that I am thinking about right now. This is, you know, it is my goal to have um, more of an actual hurricane plan in place before next hurricane season. Uh, just to, and also part of that already is that I will be adjusting my expectations for any kind of production that takes place over the hurricane season time. So, yeah. And taking that into consideration while you're making your plans. That's a, that's mm-hmm. an excellent idea because it happens so often. And then yes. hurricane season is always an issue mm-hmm. where we are, where we live every, I mean, every mm-hmm. single year. So that makes perfect sense that you would try to adjust to be around that. So what is affecting you where you live and how can you adjust and go ahead and start thinking about plans for that? Oh, that's so good. Excellent. Excellent. And so another way to exercise flexibility comes in daily life and a certain amount of flexibility is required for everybody to just exist. You know what I mean? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So how are you doing when you have to adjust for just the little things day to day? And I know I ha- when I haven't gotten enough sleep and when I'm extra stressed out, those little things are the things that kind of pull me apart. And just like a like a like a fray in a sweater, it, it just starts pulling and, it, and I start unwinding and I just get I just get thinner and thinner and thinner. So um, what can you do to embrace this change instead of allowing it to paralyze you or more to wear you thin? Um, could you? Just perhaps, just throwing this out there. (laughs) Could you take 15 minutes to walk around your neighborhood or your yard or even your living room? Because sometimes the weather doesn't allow you to go outside. But just like deep breaths in, deep breaths out, move your legs, especially if you have been sitting in in a position for a really long time. That does seem to help. Um, you can also familiarize yourself with your new layout and then kind of leave, <laughs> you know, 
you can make a new plan and, and adjust while you're taking this walk. Um, you could allow yourself the next 24 hours to process the changes and then return back the following day with your new list of things to do and a much less frazzled spirit. Yeah, so that's a mindset shift in itself, understanding that the little inconveniences or changes of plan in daily life can be a training exercise for your business or your creativity. Um, I tend to view these things as annoyances. <laughs> and I, so I know I sometimes let them totally derail my day or my plans. But instead, how much better would it be if I just accepted what was happening, looked for a way to learn from it, and then chose to view it as a boon to my ability and to main flexibility, maintain flexibility in my business. Like, I don't know that I have ever really taken those little daily twists of life mm -hmm. and thought of them in this way before, that they can actually be a help to train me to be more flexible when it comes to anything, the bigger things in life. Yeah, I, exactly. Like since I've heard exercise flexibility as we've been talking through all of this stuff, it's really been in my mind that I uh, that I need to look at it. I need to change my mindset as an exercise or a practice rather than am I flexibility flexible or am I not? And I love a plan and you know, I do, especially when it's something that I'm not like house cleaning or, you know, certain, certain projects at work or even some of the business aspects of creativity. Like I like for things to go really smoothly there because they're not my favorite things necessarily to do. And so when it comes to exercising flexibility in those areas, I'm much more stubborn and I'm much more aggravated whenever I have to do that. Yeah. Um, and flexibility in the areas that I enjoy doing, it doesn't really bother me that much unless it's about time. <laughs> if I run out of time or if I have to cut some creative time short or something, I, I, I get a little grumpy. And um, <laughs> so I love thinking of this as, as an exercise and building up this muscle of flexibility so that I can get stronger at it, I can get faster at it and I can be more me during these times as well. So I love that. I love that so much. Yay. So I'm going to talk about a third action that we can take <laughs> <laughs> to become a realistic creative and that is to evaluate matters frequently. Mm -hmm. What we mean by this is all encompassing like for our lives as creatives. And we need to check the pulse, so to speak, of our personal lives, our relationships, our mental health, our physical health, as well as our creative life and our creative business on a regular basis. Yeah. And, you know, we can do this by asking some questions and by answering them honestly. And I think that mm -hmm. that's important to make sure that we say. So some of the questions that we can ask are, what's working? What's not? Where am I struggling? What feels impossible right now? <laughs> where am I spinning my wheels? <laughs> when this option not? feels impossible right now. <laughs> Purple typewriter. <laughs> so what's draining my emotional tank? Please don't be the purple typewriter draining her emotional tank. It will only be that if I lose. <laughs> oh, true. Or it could answer the question, what's filling my emotional tank? <laughs> 
I know we're not supposed to get fulfillment from things. No. However. But. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's great. <laughs> So, like, answering these questions, I'll get back to the get back on topic. I apologize. Um, so, answering these questions on a regular basis can help us stay realistic. And if only it can only do that though, if we are being real with ourselves, we encourage you to schedule like occasional like evaluation days because this does get pushed off to the side quite frequently, and it's easy to forget. And then all of a sudden. A year has passed or two years are gone and you, you're kind of spinning your wheels in the same areas and you're not super happy about it and you don't know why because you haven't evaluated yourself and you haven't been introspective. So we're going all the way back to season one with that word introspective. <laughs> it is still one of our favorite words. It is still Doesn't one of our mean favorite words. that it's easy, but no. it's a good word. It's a very and good it word. Is, it's such a good word and it's definitely something that we need to do. Um, because we change, human beings change and we don't want to see ourselves as changing and, you know, flexible, <laughs> things like that sometimes. <laughs> like we pride ourselves on being stoic and, uh, and so- solid being the person that everybody goes to whenever they need a rock, but we can only be those things to ourselves and to other people if we know who we are at that moment. So introspection, ask yourself these questions on a regular basis so that you know who you are. All right. So we recommend one final action to help you with the second part of this episode's topic, maintaining our dreamer status. And that is remember your why. Mm -hmm. So way back in season one, episode 35, goal planning with 2020 vision. Part one. Oh, that was, oh, those are the good old days. What a disaster. (laughs) Heaven help us all. Anyway. Not the episode. The episode was great. The episode was great. It's just the whole 2020 vision. We were so, we were so starry-eyed and hopeful. We really were. And we had this excellent pun, the 2020 vision. (laughs) And then 2020. But anyway, we're not talking about that. Flexible. (laughs) Flexible. Pivot. (laughs) Another favorite word. (laughs) All right. So back in that episode, we chatted about the importance of remembering why we're doing this creative thing in the first place. We even made a graphic to share with our audience so you can add your own reason why and share it on social media or print it out and hang it on your inspiration board or your computer. Um, If you'd like to get yours, you actually can do that. Subscribe to our monthly newsletter. So if you haven't done that already, um, the link is always in the show notes. Or you can simply head over to our website, CordyWritingLife.com, and just subscribe and you will get that amongst a few other things that we give to our subscribers. But if you're already a subscriber um, and you lost the email that that was in or the link or whatever, just let us know and we'll send it your way again. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. You can hit reply on any of those newsletters that we put out Mm -hmm. and, and just say, Hey, I want my thing. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe be a little more specific, but (laughs) yeah, that's true. (laughs) So like, Other aspects of our creative lives are reasons why might change over time, and that's okay. They might shift, and they might deepen, and sometimes they even alter altogether. I remember having a conversation with my husband early in our our marriage, and he had this one dream that he really wanted to do, and this other opportunity came up, and it was like left field from his original, his original hopes and dreams. 
And, and I, he was like, what do you think about this? And I, and I just told him, I said, you know, in five years, in 10 years, are you going to be regretful that you didn't, you didn't chase after this other dream? Like, this sounds really cool. And it sounds like a really great opportunity. But what do you think about regret and things like that? And I remember his answer um, so vividly. And I, rem- I can like feel the driveway pebbles under my feet and the sweat on my ears it was a summer day and I had the cell phone up to my cheek and like, but uh but I remember his answer and it was that he didn't think so at first but he really thinks that dreams can change and that this is actually what he really wants in this season of his life and I just thought wow that's that's a big deal to be able to say that especially once you've been to college and you feel like been educated in this particular field to do this particular thing and all of a sudden here's this other opportunity that you didn't even know to dream about and yet here it is and do we stick with our stoic selves are we the rock and we just keep rolling toward that original goal or do we allow ourselves to consider the fact that our dream is a little bit different than it was when we started out as we babes, you know? (laughs) So wise words from Brent. And I love that you shared that because I do feel like we might have some listeners who this really, this really speaks to you. And if so, we'd love to hear about it. Tell us what's going on with you because I do feel like this is a lot more common than sometimes we admit. You know, I think that there are a lot of, um, a lot of people who have similar situations to what he did and they might be a little too afraid to let go and to just try something different or to make that shift, you know? Yeah, for sure. We're so committed to our dreams in a way that, that might even be a little bit obsessive as we, you know, if we go back to the beginning and, uh, and we might not know why after, after a while, mm-hmm. but you, I love that you mentioned that it might be more common. And I also think that it might be more complicated than this 30 minute episode can really address. Right. So, sure. so yes, definitely take that, that moment, that introspection mm-hmm. time and think about your why too, and make sure that it is still intact. And if it's not, then create a new one and, you know, let that guide you for a little while too, until your next evaluation. (laughs) So as we um, kind of put off the traits of realistic creatives and what they have not done and what they should do and who we should be and how we should be um, in the last three episodes We've kind of talked about all of those things. We can we can really look for ways to exercise our flexibility every day and commit often to evaluate how things are going. And along with each of these actions, we should keep our eyes open <laughs> and locked on the reason that we're doing all of this in the first place. And when we perform each of these actions, we can be certain that we're taking the steps necessary to be realistic creatives who never lose sight of their dreams. Yes. (laughs) And on that note, let's jump into our QWERTY challenge. Oh, yes. So give us the QWERTY challenge and then 
Maybe we'll have a big typewriter reveal. You know, why don't I refresh that page while we're looking Ooh. at the QWERTY challenge? <laughs> yes, let's do that. So to close out this episode in this series, we want to challenge you to take these action steps that we've outlined in the, in the episode today. So perhaps you're already doing all of these things or at least some of the things. You might only need to add like one or two or simply stay the course of what you're doing already. And that's really awesome as well. So maybe these actions are new concepts for you. And I hope they are. I hope they are new to some of you guys because, you know, what are we doing? (laughs) They're not. So if these if these action steps are new to you, in that case, like take it slow and just maybe a little bit at a time and also give yourself lots of grace, too, because this is not something that's going to come easily and it's not going to be overnight. Remember exercise like that's the word. <laughs> exercise doesn't make changes, even like physical exercise doesn't make changes immediately. It definitely takes time and effort and consistency, right? Mm-hmm. So same thing with flexibility and all of these other wonderful traits that we're talking about for realistic creatives. So start by putting off any bad habits or traits and then putting on some good ones in their place and wherever you are in the process. We encourage you to reach out to us because we want to be there to help. And we were building this community, this QWERTY community. <laughs> and uh, and it's so much fun to be able to have other people to celebrate with and also people to kind of rely upon maybe for a little bit of advice. And we'd love to be that for you. You can drop us an email or you can send us a DM on Instagram or on Facebook. We're QWERTY Writing Life on both of those. And let us know how things are going for you. So, which of these steps are the most challenging? Do you have another action step that have helped you be a more realistic creative? Please share those because we love adding to this conversation as well and also adding to our our whole definition of what a realistic creative is. And just to recap and remind you of the four steps we shared today, here they are again one more time. Before we find out about the typewriter, (laughs) put off bad habits or traits, the things realistic creatives are not, and put on good habits or traits, the things realistic creatives are. Number two was exercise flexibility in daily things to train for more flexibility in the bigger aspects of our creative lives. Number three was evaluate matters frequently to know what's working and what's not and how you can improve as a realistic creative. And finally, number four remember your why. Why are you doing this crazy creative thing anyway? What is your motivating factor? Why do you create? Keep sight of your reason why in order to continue dreaming your mighty dreams. And keeping these small consistent steps is going to help you not burn out and it's going to keep the dream alive because you're going to be able to uh, maintain your creative life, your dreams, and give them the love and the care that they deserve on a consistent basis. And that's how you don't wreck it. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And speaking of dreams. Hmm. Well. (laughs) 19 seconds, still good? (laughs) It's like like being in labor. You're over here doing breathing. (laughs) 10 seconds. Seven seconds and you still got it. Auction ended. It's yours. I have a purple diaper.
awesome. I got it. It's mine. Yay. I mean, I have to pay for it and they have to ship it to me and, you know, that sort of thing. But I won. <laughs> so if you're on YouTube and you want to see the purple typewriter, there it is. It's so purple. Oh, it is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. plum adorable. <laughs> oh, I, I love what you did there. I sure <laughs> do. So the, it's the plum purple body, and then you've got the forest green keys with the lime green keys on the outskirts there, on the outer keys there. It's going to look so perfect in your little office area. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I'm going to have to move some books. <laughs> 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 I'm so very excited and yeah um sorry not sorry to whoever was bidding against me because that got a little got a little tense there for a minute <laughs> it got very tense heart palpitations man it was fun it was fun to do it with somebody so thanks for being that person joy oh you're welcome that was fun <laughs> So on that note, <laughs> you guys keep the dream alive this week as you go off about your days. <laughs> yes. And go make something. Bye. Or buy something. Yeah. <laughs> From an auction. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't do that. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. We hope this episode encouraged you. Like all creatives, we thrive on consumer recommendations. So please consider leaving us a review and sharing our podcast with your creative friends. If you'd like to continue this conversation, visit us on our website at QWERTYWritingLife.com or on Instagram at QWERTYWritingLife.com.